He's thinking on that right now. Yeah. I'm gonna think on it. I haven't eaten anything today, so I'm gonna. That's how I felt too. I didn't want to. You didn't eat all day. I mean, you need some cookies. I had an In-N-Out burger. It was delicious. I saw you on the Facebook. I had a Cliff Bar. That's not food. I really hate Cliff Bars. Don't eat them then. I don't. Good. It's <laughs> what's the problem? It's, it's just convenient, you know. I know it it's makes like... me sick. It's better than nothing. I feel that's like I eat there. a donut when I eat a Cliff Bar. There's a lot of sugar, sugar in a Cliff Bar. But I don't feel like that when I eat a cookie. But I do with a Cliff Bar. Well, that one has oatmeal. <laughs> and that's the thing is, a donut will make me feel sick like that, but a cookie won't. But a donut. What's will. the science behind that? Is that like well, I think it's, it's maybe refined, it's the fat. refined maybe it's sugar? Grease, or... grease too, because it's fried. Yeah. Well, that has it... a bunch of butter in it. I think a donut's got like way more sugar in it than a Cliff Bar. I could be wrong. I don't know, but I could eat ice cream for breakfast. That's that's why I'm. We covered baffled, that last time. I'm baffled by that. <laughs> I'm gonna go with preservatives. This is the question about the Cliff Bar. Why does it make me sick? I don't know. This does. Because there's no way it has more sugar than a, a giant ice cream from wherever. It might though. Cliff Bar's got a lot of sugar in it. Does it? Yep. When it comes to Cliff Bars, I pass. Thanks, but no thanks. Thanks, but no thanks. So, I want to talk a little bit about that poor little bulldog yesterday. Terrible. Terrible business. I love it when she says that. <laughs> so she said, I, I was, you know what? That flashed in my head this morning when I woke up. Because you make me laugh when you're not even around. <laughs> because she has these she has these Like getting, climbing up in the bed. Like don't show your ass. Climbing up in the bed. <laughs> she climbed up, She's in, up bed. in that bed. <laughs> she, she, she said that to me. Yesterday, are you gonna are you gonna get up in your bed and I go what? <laughs> as, as though you like need a ladder. And are you gonna climb Ben Mountain? My bed is up and I have to climb into it, so I get up in my bed. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and I also bathe. The princess in the pee. You also bathe. I bathe. I'm gonna take a bath. That's the other thing she says. I'm gonna take a bath, and she doesn't take a bath. She's she talking only about a shower. Showers. But okay, she, that's weird. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> But I'm gonna go take a bath. Let's dig into that for a minute. That's weird. These are just things. These are lorisms. And then, like, if Renee's about to do something she shouldn't do, I'm like, don't show your ass. Don't about show, show your ass. ass. Yep. Don't show your ass. That that one is like stuck in my brain for sure. I didn't even know that. I didn't know that came from Laura. That's uh, that's, that's, how, that's how ingrained that is in my head. She, now. The, the first time I heard her talking about, it, she was talking about her kids doing something, and she goes and, the, and you know, don't, and the, don't be showing your ass. And I'm like, what? what? So it means like don't don't make a fool of yourself. Don't, yeah, don't expose yeah. yourself yeah. to yeah. Don't embarrass yourself. Yeah. yeah. But whenever we <laughs> whenever we <laughs> have. <laughs> You know, it's, it doesn't matter. It's all different kinds of stories of something that's sad or awful. And that's what she always goes, terrible business. Because <laughs> it was terrible business. It's a good phrase. You know, that little dog, <clears throat> yesterday was, I mean, I had. Like what? Yesterday was a lot. It was a lot for me to try to manage that whole day anyway. So luckily I was off, so I'm just trying to manage that page and, and get everything done. Because and the auction was ending. At the the auction time. was ending, and I'm trying to get posts up about the auction. And So I was in front of my computer most of the day, and I knew that you were out and about with the grandsons. And I see that bulldog come up, and it's, you know, it's, it's DAS, and it's the medical. And I know that they're going to, like, reach out to us. 
And you were tagged in it immediately. And I saw it, but I was out with the swordsman. She's out with the swordsman. She calls her grandsons the swordsman. Well, because when they're little, now, you know, they're right? little boys. Because they little boys each other with swords. instruments and they can sword you. And, and they would. And they would. No, You'd have them it, when ha- it happened yesterday when I was out with them. Sword we stopped at that when he had a golf club and he was swinging. <laughs> I mean, you've got to be on point. <laughs> Just reminds me of Trav when he was little because he was like Mr. Karate. He's always like, hi-ya. <laughs> hi-ya. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I cut your I, head off and make you bleed. You know, he would go up to you and sock you in the balls he like would. he did to Eric. He would. He did that. He did that to Eric Darrow, and he did that to my dad. He nearly did it. He, he just walk up and sock it. Eric to his knees. <laughs> it, it hurts, man. Still do it every day. You guys have no idea what that that effort hurts. <laughs> terrible business. That's a terrible business. It's just like a cold, like out of the blue. <laughs> You know, he's that, just that height, too. Yeah, he's, yeah. Like, he's right at that butt sniffer height. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, you so got... I, I had seen it, but I'm at Millie's house with two little boys, and I'm thinking, what can I do with this? Yeah. And then you saw it. I saw it, but I don't do... This isn't my job. And so this I isn't my... Yeah, this I had to pull over to the side of the road, and I'm like, okay, all I got to do is get her the email... And then she can send the tag, and then. Da, da. And I knew, I knew that they know who you are, yeah. and they respond to us quickly. So I thought, I'm just gonna do Laura's job. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna. Just I don't know what I'm supposed to rack. say in this email, but I took a little screenshot of the girl, and I sent the email and says, "We'll tag this girl right now." And they must have responded in like 45 seconds because I sent the text that I need transport for this dog if we get it. And there's Ricky Barnes. He's like, I'm in the car. He goes, if you need to turn me around, turn me around. Because Ricky's like um, over an hour away right. to get down there to yeah. get a dog. From Diaz. Yeah. Well, well I, and then it's a good 30 to get back to emergency. Right. So I sent that email and they responded right back and said, that's fantastic. When can you come? And I said, my driver's on his way probably be there in 40 minutes and off she went to the races and well i knew when we got that first video from terry that came in and they opened the door and here she comes on the stretcher i'm like oh no yeah because she wasn't even raising her head this is not good but you could see her little tongue sticking out and it was white yeah it was it wasn't pink it was white i really don't think that could be just fleas I mean, we've seen some really, really well, bad fleas. Well, they were suspected that she had been hit by a car, but she had no bruising. But she still could have been hit by a car. Or did she, she have been. a heat stroke? Like yesterday here, it was like really humid. It was hot. Yeah. You know, was that part of it? Or like she was saying, you know, did she have a splenic tumor that ruptured or something? She, to me, she's bleeding out. I in think there. she was bleeding color. out inside. Well, from, where did from, they find her in the first place? I don't know. We don't know the don't details know. on that. I don't even know she was hit by a car. Because if well, she knows what they said, yeah. Yeah. if she has, she don't. English bulldogs just don't run around and oh, yes, they do. have tons of fleas and. Oh yes, they do. In Dallas, they might. No. Every breed is a stray, Kirk. Well, every I just, breed. I, I just wonder, like, how, like. She was cute too. How how, how long was she even at DAS? I don't know. It couldn't have been long. It, it couldn't have been long. It didn't sound like it was long. Like they like they triaged her very quickly, put a post up quickly. It was for sure that for sure that day that yeah. dog arrived yes. at them. Oh yeah, they, I just wondered like Well, you know, it's like, you know, if you're picking up a stray, you know, the guy in like you know, the animal control truck, he'll pick up a dog and then you know drive around the drive around, around, around for a while. the bed and then like, you know, I, I 
there's just no way to know. <clears throat> yeah. And, and no, there's no way to know if it would have made a difference. If it would have made a difference. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. I just, it's always interesting to me how dogs like that will hang on. Yeah. Until they, you know, I had feel safe like and secure. I had four phone calls from the ER in 20 minutes. Of her dying. Of coming in the door and meet. I got a vet that we've never dealt with before. She didn't know who we were. She yeah. didn't know anything about us. So I had to like quickly bring her up to speed on that uh-huh. so that she could understand full court press. Go, yeah. go, go, go. No, you know, give her blood they, right they now. Had, they had to ask Ricky like what measures like, no, 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 no. You forget yes. who we are. Like we yeah. do everything to sure, save the dog's life. Like why are you asking me? Just well, I, I had already called prior saying, and they were busy. Like it took me like 17 minutes on hold oh, just wow. to get the receptionist at the ER. And I thought, oh, and so I hang in there and I'm telling her, like, look, this dog's on a stretcher. You know, y'all are going to need to get out there, get her in. So, I, but now is that same receptionist going to be the one? Because they have like four or five. Yeah. So what if you get someone else? So then we had to tell Ricky and Terry, hey, call in there and tell them, look, she's critical. I'm out here in case they needed to jump the line. Because sometimes the cars are lined up all the way down onto yeah. the street just to get in. And he would need to jump ahead. Yeah, yeah. you can't sit out there and wait. Right. And yeah. so... Thankfully, Ricky understands the Ricky assignment. Yeah. And He's been down this road yeah. before. And it's yeah. tough because, you know, like like an emergency, emergency clinic is is triage. They can have all different types of cases going on. Yeah, yeah you're um, sitting but, in the line but, for an hour with your dog that needs four stitches. It's not the same as my dog that's dying yeah. right now. That's right. actively dying. Yeah. Right. And I think the girls that took her back, that's why they asked Ricky if she codes, because I think they knew by looking at her. Well, look at her tongue. Yeah. I mean, well, and when I was talking to the doctor the first time, so we go through the whole thing of, like, what we want done. And so then she says, okay, I'll call you back. So then she calls back again, and she said, hey, you know, what do you want to do? How do y'all approach this? And I said, well, we want to do everything we possibly can to save her, but... We don't want to torture her. Right. So, you know, you get to a point with some dogs that what you're doing is actually causing harm and you're not saving them. Right. And so you have to think about it logically and do what's best for the dog. Yeah. So then another call, do you want this, this, or this? And then finally the last call of, hey, she just coded. Yeah. And we can't get her to breathe. And, you know, she said, we have to let her go. Yeah. Yeah. So the dog coded, which once again I don't know anything about this. She dog. stopped breathing, she stopped and, breathing her and her heart stopped. 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 They, so they did. They did CPR. They did yeah, get they, her they, heart back. This is what this is the, the part I did. They got her heart started again, but she wouldn't. She breathe, wouldn't breathe again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and they said she was gone. Like she was, you know, mentally she was gone. There was nothing there. It was blank. Yeah. Because sometimes you can shock the heart and get. You know, some beeps, but she's not breathing. She's not getting oxygen. To I, just, her I don't think I'd ever heard before that we got the heart started, but it won't. They won't breathe now. Well, I, my guess started. would be because she's so white. Is how long is your brain with, without oxygen? Mm-hmm. Anyway, terrible. Terrible. Terrible business. business. It was terrible business. But again, like I said, when I saw that video of her coming out the door. Mm-hmm. I just thought, oh, no. I think I had that same thought feeling when I saw the video of that dog on the stretcher. But, like, I I don't know anything. And <clears throat> just because I think that doesn't mean, like, that's going to be the reality. But you see that dog on the stretcher, and it's not moving. Yeah. It's not It's not anything. It's... Yep. When they're when they're down. and the, We've had dogs that were down, down before. I mean, big, even Big Herc was down. Yeah. But he had the look in his eye. You know what I mean? He was yeah. still there. Like, she just didn't. 
Her she, tongue was white. She looked yeah. terrible. That's, that's the main thing. I've never thing. seen a tongue that looked like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I said to the ER doctor on the first call, I said, look, we just want to get blood in her. We want to get that go, going before she codes. Yeah. I mean, and they were going as fast as they could yeah. go. It's just that she coded so quickly. Yeah. But it's like we've talked about several times. You know, we've seen it time and time and time again of where a dog has been hanging by a thread, and then all of a sudden they're safe, and they kind of just... Yep. Let that breath out, and then they feel well. I mean, safe it's, to leave. It's, it's just your your adrenaline. You're you're working on adrenaline all that time, and as soon as you let that go a little bit, then your body just doesn't have the same fight anymore. Yeah. Well, your body's and, running on only adrenaline, and then that stops because you're at peace and, and your heart stops. And dogs dogs will do that because, I mean, dogs kind of know when, you know internally for them that things aren't really going well and you know like like for older dogs you'll see um you know like nesting type behaviors where it's like you see like an old dog like go off and just kind of like dig a little hole somewhere and just kind of just want to sit down not be around anyone just want everything kind of calms because they I think instinctually, to a certain extent, kind of know that, like, I'm not. Well, I'm that's not, what they I'm said about her. Well. They said that she was so. stretching out and that she was moaning. So she was stretching her body out and she was moaning. So mm-hmm. she's just trying to figure out a way to get herself comfortable. To get comfortable before yeah. she can let go. Yeah, and and being on the newspaper in the shelter wasn't where she wanted to be. Oh man, yeah. It's a but terrible you do have Covered to feel fleas. sorry for. I feel really bad for Ricky. Yeah. And, I mean, Terry, too. Terry was with him. But, I mean, Ricky's been in this position so many times of going to rescue a dog that he doesn't know if they're going to make it. And then when they don't make it, and you have to tell Ricky that. You know, I know it's like a sock in the gut to him. And I always hate to say that to him. Yep. But, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to speak for Ricky, but I think Ricky would still... He would, do it, he would yeah. do it 100%. He would do it 100%. Yeah. I mean, we, I texted him this morning saying, hey, you know, we're going to go rescue some bulldogs. This weekend. This weekend. You know, do you want to do this? Or do you want, us you know, to get you somebody want someone else? else to go do it? And he said, I'd be honored to go do it. So I think he would like to do this. Because he's the best guy in the whole world. Yes. Because he's a unicorn. <laughs> Well, yeah. it's just it's just tough. It's like if somebody gives you a task, and even though you completed it perfectly, but the ultimate task, you know, was a failure. You're always going to go like, "Oh man, could I have like gotten there faster? Gotten there faster? Nope. I should have yeah. caught that light. Could, would any of these little small variables in my little job have maybe?" And it's just no. It's just it yeah. just is what it is. I like, do the same thing with if I had seen it faster, if I had emailed faster, yeah. if you know, Nobody would five minutes have made game. a difference? You yeah. know, that's just what that's just yeah. what you do as a Wes human. Is, being. Wes is right. Nobody plays. When, nobody, nobody wins, wins when you play the what if game. There's no winner. That's true. Anyway, she made an impact, and I ordered her. And her story and I ordered was her told. stone today, so that'll be here probably by the time she arrives. And so she was just. Like a like a stray like was she? The shelter. The, uh, I you know, I don't have the details. I don't know if somebody brought her in. I don't know if the shelter picked I her want. up. I want to know if it's an owner. I mean, it could have been a person who picked her up out of well, the street. Well, we it had the paperwork. Well, if, if, if we have new animal cruelty laws and somebody dropped her off, then I mean, you start like looking at these Doesn't people. Doesn't matter because they lie and say they found her. Yeah. There's no there's no there's no outcome there that serves no. anyone. No. No. Could do something at least. It's, uh, like yeah, you know, I always I always go back to 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 
big JoJo. It's like you know you. The you owner were, you, brought him you, in. You, in that you, were, you were you were a, a big hundred and twenty pound mastiff that was tethered that lived on a tether and got your front leg wrapped around that, and some owner and they they have this person's name and all his information. Bring in this mastiff that's just have a, has a dead, hugely lacerated, rotten. rotten, rotten, dead front leg, and you're just gonna bring him to the shelter and drop him off. And you and you get off. And nothing free. happens. I mean, well, it doesn't. It couldn't be any more clear of a cruelty case. Looking at him and dealing with him medically than that, and you have all this person's info, and then there's just nothing. That's why I hate the law. Well, you know, dogs when it comes just to don't dogs, do I hate about it. the law, and according, I will not spend my time on it. According to the law, yeah. dogs are property, and there's no law against well, no, there's harming supposed to your be own some property. Like, there's supposed to be some kind of cruelty charges. Yeah. Yeah. So she was, she was, I'm looking at her paperwork from Dallas. She was a stray, and she was found yesterday. So mm. we don't know if she was found by the shelter or if a person found her and bring her in or if it even was a person who found her and brought her in or was she in somebody's backyard and they went, oh, this dog's dying and brought her up to the shelter. Yeah. All of those things you just don't know. Yeah. You'll never and know and it doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter because nobody's going to do anything about it. Yeah. You know, when you see, when I see like animal cruelty charges brought against somebody, it's like, oh, because they lit that dog on fire. It's that kind of a thing. Yeah. It's not. It's not this. It's not a neglect. It's not a, it's a neglect. A, yeah. Well, and even at that, it's like hard to. Yeah, and they get prosecuted. And nothing. Yeah. I mean, nothing. they had this one guy in Dallas, like maybe three months ago, and he they have video of him taking this pit bull, taking him out of his truck, and beating this dog to death. And they got his license plate. They got all this stuff, and they arrested him. Mm-hmm. And they were taking it to court, and everybody's like so happy, so happy. And then I'm not sure what the outcome was of what he got, but it's just such an anomaly to have this even happen. I know. And then they end up with like 30 days in jail. Yeah. And I go, I go, is that justice? It's not justice for me. It's not justice for any dog lover. And like I said, that's why I I won't waste my time with the law. I just won't. I just won't. Well, and even all, all that work that we that we did with the puppy mill laws, trying to get that stuff passed, and I testified for the you know Senate or whatever I did, and then they just do some technicality to like wash it away. It's yeah. gone. Somebody else that gets paid by that industry torpedoes that bill, and yeah. now it's not. Right. Yeah. Yep. That's politics. Yeah, you lined somebody else's pockets yeah. to make them not vote for it, and then it just goes away. All that industry has to do is pay the politicians what? to not pass those laws. Yeah, and That's, I'm not. I won't play again. Uh, yeah, that's the, the biggest one, and I don't remember the name of the bill, the number of the bill, but it was in Missouri, and it was a big bill that it was gonna it was gonna change the whole thing of puppy mills and make them illegal or whatever they were gonna do, and it passed. The it people passed. voted for it, and it the passed. people voted for it, and it passed. Whoever was in office, the governor, whoever it was, overturned it. Just overturned it. That's why we don't. Yeah, that's why we don't do that. Thanks for voting. Yeah, thanks for participating. So I just go no, no. I'll rescue dogs. Thanks. It's ice skating uphill. Yeah, I mean we can tell their stories. We can make the public aware, but I I can't change the laws. We're not. Can't fight the money. We don't know how to do anything else. I'm not gonna, you know, bash my head against the wall playing with those people. I commend, I commend, I commend Mindy Callison and the role that she plays because that's the avenue that she's taken with um, bailing out Benji. I mean, she's pretty well known and that's the route that she takes and she does incredible work with bringing stuff to light, statistics, educating people on what's happening. Well, and fighting for stuff. Right. She testified the same day I did. She did. And fighting for stuff, 
But for me, it just fe- it just feels like I'm getting socked in the face over and over. Well, there's again. just so many lanes, and to be effective, you've got to pick your lane yeah. and stay in your lane because you're going to be less effective if you're trying to yeah yeah do legislative work, rescue dogs, or yeah. yeah. You know. Well, it's just it's just heartbreaking to just even 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 for like a day or so to like play this political game and say your piece and the people in charge hear you and vote accordingly and then it just goes to some guy and he goes oh yeah meh. I guess Go I on. was I was so disappointed because in of Texas money. when that happened though yeah. yeah all because of money because of money all because of money yeah. because of money that's why. So your moral high ground and your all your efforts and to convince people and change their minds and people to, it's it's thwarted in the end by a check. Yep. It so is. the other winning move is quickly too. Very quick. Yeah. Second. Like that's a stroke of a pen. Yeah. Nope. Like you guys are gonna be celebrating all day and then in the eleventh hour it's like whop whop. Yeah. Yeah. Someone just goes whoop. Yeah. You can't you can't foment change in politics without money. That's the American political yep. system. Way of the world. Yeah. You need to find that memory and put that up there. What else do you want to talk about? Because that's I want to talk about. I want to talk about because <clears throat> at the ranch, after losing Ashley, <clears throat> we're in the process of hiring some new employees, and we have a new employee that kind of brought some stuff to light to us <laughs> that I, I that I think we should discuss. Oh no. You know, I mean, we we own. Just tell her, Travis. Don't show your ass. We we own and operate operate a dog ranch. You know where we take care of dozens and dozens of dogs a day. Scores of them. Scores. And, um, you know, we know what we're doing. We have experience with what we're doing. We have lots and lots of experience. But in talking to this new girl that works for us, who worked for... I'm not going to name the place. I don't even know the name of the place. (laughs) I worked for another place place in the Metroplex. I literally can't name the place. No. I didn't know I would And And so we're talking to her about this place that she she worked at. She's got lots of experience. She worked there. She worked there for like a year and a half or something. I'm just going to let you fill in on this. So I was just asking her just casually, like, so so this place that you used to work at, you know, I said, so the owner of that place, did they, what kind of experience did they have with dogs? Like, what did, to, did open, to, open to open a business like What like prompted this? them to start that business? Yeah. And she's, I said, you know, what, what do they do? And she's like, they don't even, they don't even have dogs. She, goes, she said they never even owned a dog when they opened this place. And she said, and then they got a, then they got a German shepherd, but it only lives outside. Oh, no. That's the owner. She goes, they own UPS stores. Terrible business. Terrible business. That's terrible business. Oh, that's ridiculous. It's a, it's a franchise. So they just bought a franchise and saw it as like a Like potential... they're going to open a Chick-fil-A or yeah. McDonald's. And or... All, all like, you know, so I went to the website for this place. And all of the verbiage is just like corporate fluffy, fluffy fluffs and... You know, tag words and stupid. So you have crap. people who own a place like this who know nothing. They about don't dogs. even work there. They don't work. They don't there. work there. They don't even appear there. No, they, they don't go in at no. all. Like very, very rarely would they see them. It's bananas. So you just hire people to work there. So I said, okay. So the so the other people that work in there, do they have like experience? a manager? Does the yes. manager do you, do they have hire experience? a manager that knows about dogs? To no, work? no, no. How scary would that be, though? Like for me, if I'm going to send special. This is what I'm saying. In there. This is my. This is the point. That would be scary. How scary is it to, to own a place like that, just from a liability standpoint? If you if you don't Here's know, if you don't understand the animal behavior, and you don't. Here's the issue with that. There's a lot. There's a lot. In the animal industry, when you, I don't care what category it is that you work with dogs. 
If a dog is killed in your care, you can be sued for the value of the dog. Nothing else. I mean, that's been since I was a groomer. Yeah. Since I own a boarding facility. I don't care what it is. I don't know. I don't care what your job is that you take care of somebody else's dog. If you kill that dog accidentally, neglectfully, it doesn't matter. Because in the eyes of the law, dogs are property. Dogs it's like if you smashed a it's plate. An item. So, yeah. so if we kill your little special while we have her at the ranch, you can sue us for however much she How much costs. did you pay for her? So if you got her from the shelter, then, you know. If you got her from the shelter, there is no pain and suffering from the loss of something that you loved. So here comes these people into, and you know what? We've had many times in the past, many times, people contact us. They'll call us. They'll email us and say, you know what? I'll open a place just like yours. All the time. Well, we have, we have that all the time about the rescue. About the rescue, How did too. You do the rescue. Can you just tell me? I want to open a rescue. Come on. Do you, though? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's always my question. It's like, why? What, what, because, are, you, what are you doing? Because... In their mind, it's just fun. Yeah, they see they see sunshine and rainbows. I must take and... care of dogs all day long because they don't understand the difficulty that goes with that and what you the need hard work. to know. What kind of skill is required? What kind of skill is required? You think we're all just dog well, petters? Strife and just heartbreak and yeah. so, under your fingernails. Yeah. And... So yeah. check out this fun story that I got yesterday. So I was at church and talking to a friend of mine, and her daughter is the same age as Eva. She's like almost eighteen, but graduated from high school. And she had told me, you know, previously, just recently, that her daughter got a job at another boarding facility here in the Metroplex. And I'll tell you guys which one it is later. Yeah. Because you know it. Uh, yeah, because you know it. Um, so she was, and she was telling me yesterday, she's like, yeah, she was at work and like, and one of the other girls got, a, got attacked. Oh my God. But, and by like, and needed stitches. Yeah. All right. Uh, and Stitches I, means that you really got attacked. So really like, I'm, uh, we're literally like in the bathroom at church, and I'm peeing, and so I'm like, I have a minute to myself to control my face. <laughs> and I said, that's because the people that run these places don't have any idea what yeah. they're doing, and the people who work in there don't have any idea yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. I said, you know, I promise that, you there, there were many red flags before that person got oh, bit that so, were not recognized so I, by the staff. I said to her, and she, she said she had asked her daughter, like, what kind of training do you guys have to work with groups of dogs, you know, together like that? She said, none. Yeah. None. I give you a spray bottle and so, a whistle. Yeah, so our employee, I asked her, you know, what, what do you have, like, in case of a fight or something? She said they have, like, bang bowls to, like, mm. make a loud noise. Yeah. Mm. You've got a, a like, a hose. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> a hose? A hose? That's not gonna that's gonna escalate. That's citronella not spray. And citronella spray. Yeah, and something else. And like maybe a oh a, you have a walkie-talkie. So you could like for call for somebody in another room because you're in there by yourself. So call for somebody in another room. Not to aside, leaving aside just how to break up a dog fight requires a great deal of skill. You better know what you're doing. You better know where to put your hands. Identify better, the problem. Dog, identify the problem and how to solve it quickly mm-hmm. and not do it wrong. And, oh, and you're in there by yourself. Which this is, is the scariest place. This is what other girl. places are doing. They have these dogs in groups based on their assessment, based on well, like the size. small dog They room. always do it by well, no, size. She's, she's yeah. a, she said they were sorting them by energy level at the place that... that Oh. Yeah, but who's assessing them? These are people that don't so know what they're doing. They're, nobody assesses them in the first place. Well, yeah. nobody There's, has any experience to assess them. Yeah. Right. There's nobody there who There's knows what they're doing. nobody there that's qualified to assess <clears throat> anybody. But they're uh, uh, 
regular named franchise that people would know? Here. Um, it wasn't a national. name that, like, when she told, when she... Oh, I know what it is. On her resume, it though, it wasn't like, you know... Oh, yeah, but... Oh, it's, no. You know, it's not like, you know, well, so many PetSmart or anything I mean, like that like... you would obviously know. But So I went to the website, it has all kinds of, like, fluffy corporate jargon, because it's a franchise. Well, yeah. not right. only that, but they brag about, like, the certificates of training that people have that they that work for them. They're certified in animal behavior. No, they're not. Okay. Is that even a real, is that even a thing at all? No. That totally, no. yeah. You can spend 10 grand and get whatever cert- certification you want. Yeah, I mean, wipe your butt with it, because it means nothing. Yeah. My point, my point is... <laughs> For the public out there that. who's taking their dogs to be boarded at places, is ask some questions. Ask some questions. So here's the biggest red flag that I saw when I went to that website: is go to the About Us page. Go to the About Us page because when you go to our About Us page, it goes and you have pictures of each of us and it talks about the experience that we have and you know who's there. This About Us page, it's basically nothing. It basically doesn't tell you anything. Who owns this place? Who works in? What's here? their name? What What's their name? What experience do they have? How long have they been doing this? So anyway, that's my point of the conversation is when you choose a place to take your dog to, just <clears throat> do a little research. Ask, ask some, some questions. questions. Well, it's, I mean, it's really hard, too, because, I mean, some people will, like, lie or, like, over-embellish or something like that. You did, Wes? Even, even ours, it's like, <clears throat> I haven't thought about it in a while, but I kind of cringe at that, like, About Us page because you did write it, like, I don't know. It needs ago. to be updated. Yeah, I don't know. Sure. I don't know what's all written on there, but it's yeah. I think it updated. says that I like pool and was interested in real estate one time. <laughs> <laughs> I think mine yeah, says I like investing. What does it say? Travis likes whiskey. Pretty Dodge old. You know, but <laughs> what it should say now is like, man, I've been doing this for 15 years. I've evaluated about 10,000 dogs, real talk. and uh, not a, a lot of other people can say that. But um, but you know, it's like. But we're owners with hands-on experience of what yeah, we do every and, day. Yeah, and what was really shocking in this whole conversation with this new employee is that that's not always the case. Like, us, we're always, like, uh, our thing is, like, we can never, like, let go of the power of that place. We can never stop working over there because you need a skilled eye. Yeah. You, need to make, you need to make quick judgment decisions in the moment that are serious. Yeah. Some can be serious. Most of the time, yeah, it's kind of boring. But sometimes you get a case where it's like, oh shit! Yeah. Like you better, you better be on your game with this one. Yeah. You better not miss anything. I can't. Uh, I can't wrap because somebody could get hurt. I can't wrap my head around throwing kids, kids into a situation like that with no training and no experience. Yeah. And like, all right, and and just go and just drive home back to your house. And the dog is. It's not like McDonald's where. What, you throw a burger yeah. on the floor and you mess up a hamburger, put it back up and make somebody sick or but something? I'll tell you, you the know? problem with it is people who don't know what that job of owning that place entails, they dismiss it as just, it's just dogs. So they don't think putting a kid into that position is any kind of a challenge. It's just dogs. Well, well yeah, you th- they think of like the bench out there and you're just out there sitting on the bench and you're just going to be petting these dogs yeah. that yeah. are just frolicking around People have said that in the yard. They want to work there because we just pet dogs all day. Yeah, yeah and it kind of makes us crazy, obviously. But uh, Because, yeah, it's like we're not, you know, we've also been doing this for a long time. We have a lot of experience. But when, with that experience comes certain things that have happened, um, certain things that, that have happened to where you know to make sure that can't happen again, and also certain things that have happened to where 
man, there's no way to see that one coming. Sure. So both of those things can be like a, you know, a little post-traumatic stress about it. Um, but it makes you look at things way harder and test things way harder. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, I've seen this before. Let me test it like this. Test it. Test it over and over and over again. Every single day, every single interaction over there is looked at somebody with, with, with an experienced eye. And there are times to where, yeah, I can pass a dog for an evaluation. They could stay here once. They could stay here twice. But then it shows me something, and I go, nope. Or it develops. And I, and, and I'll, or, it develops. Or, or, or I'll bring it to the group, and I go, I saw this. Mm -hmm. And that was weird. And then Jess will be like, I saw that yesterday. Yeah. It's like, okay. So, and then another shift was like, Wes is like, hey, have you seen this? And we're like, you know what? A pattern. Emerges. You're out. You're out. Yeah. Strike three. You're because out. We, so because we know the, what happens after that. Let's yeah. use this, the one that we had this, was it summer? This The dog that bit me. So we've been working, I've been working with dogs. Oh yeah, that was a good Over one. 20 years. Never have I been bit to make me bleed. Mm -hmm. Ever. In 20 Especially years. with this provocation. And, and there's, and there's several parts to that. Number one is because I'm really good at my job. I really know what I'm looking at. I know how to, you know, if there's a skirmish of some kind, I know how to break it up. I know what I'm doing. I know where not to put my hands. I know what I'm looking at ahead of time to stop something. Who's the instigator? What is the situation? Right. So a lot of that is because I know what I'm doing. But this one, so we had this dog that stayed with us and it was there for like a week. Totally fine in the beginning. It was his first stay. Totally fine. And as time went on, it kind of got more aggressive with us. It like was it going to challenge us. This dog didn't do anything with other dogs. He was challenging us. Yeah. And, you know, same thing. We we have text groups with our employees and with each other. We have all various groups. But somebody would say, like, that dog growled at me. Like when you're going to go get him and put him on a leash to take him, put yeah, him in a den to eat. He's, like, going to growl. He's going to, you know, he's going to balk at you. And that's the kind of thing that... there for several days and nothing. And that's right. the kind of thing that happens to us... It, I mean, extremely seldom that where a dog growls at us when we ask right. him to. So yeah, yeah dogs don't growl at me. That needs to be in the thread, so we can all be aware of that. Right. Yeah, and it's usually based on fear, but this usually dog, fear, but this dog this it was dog not was fear. Different. Not, no, no, no. So this dog's gonna fear. do what he wants. Yeah, right. his his understanding of the situation is only growing, and now he's making decisions that he doesn't agree with it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna take charge. Maybe yeah. I'll just control your behavior. Yeah. Almost always when we have a dog who we might be in danger of being bitten by is because it's afraid. Right. Right. So For we sure. just need to be slow. We need to, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. Just have yeah. some confidence. There are dogs that say with us, we don't put our hands on. It's iffy and you don't, don't grab it. But that's the don't, reason why. Right. right. We've got, we know how to mitigate that. No right. problem. But not like this character. Not like this dog. <laughs> so this dog, we had let everybody out to do pictures, and somebody like snuck in the gate or something to drop their dog off when they weren't supposed to be there. So I went inside and took their dog in and snuck it in with the dogs so that it wouldn't be a big, you know, la-la-la. Uh -huh. And I came around the corner inside the building, and this dog had taken my purse off of the counter and was going through my purse. He's right. What do you got in here? He's robbing her. <laughs> so I'm, I'm inside. There's a handful of dogs in there because now he's going to fight with the other dogs about the contents of my purse. Um, and everybody else is outside. I have a client that I know is walking to their car. First time client. I have to be careful about what I say to not alarm these people that something is going to happen to their dog when there's their dog is gone and outside. Yeah, right. Their dog is no part of it. But I don't want to alarm you. Um, so I move towards it like, hey, like, you know, let it go. Mind you, I'm outside and have no idea any no of idea. this is happening. I'm trying to shoo it away from my purse. He bites me. Like, grabs onto my hand and... 
I yeah. shook her. Yeah. Shook her. Okay, now I'm bit. Can't yell for help. And he's going to fight with the other dogs around me too. So I can't escalate my behavior because that escalates the situation. Yeah. You, you know, if you, you were can't... inexperienced, uh, you would have walked right up to it, gotten bit worse than I got bit, screamed, you know, made a big fuss, made it all it. worse. Yeah. Now all the dogs are fighting. You're getting bit repeatedly. That's the kind of stuff that happens if you don't know what you're doing. That's the danger that you're in in that That's situation. That's the danger you that you're in. don't understand what's happening that, and how to, what's in that do. setting, you know, I'm thinking before I make each decision about if I do this, based on this your experience, happen, based on all the knowledge that I have about what's happening. I have to get a leash to try to get that dog away from my stuff and simultaneously get someone to help me. I can't even remember how it all went down because, you know, adrenaline. Well, he bit you on the back of your leg. He too. bit me like three times. Yeah. He got me three times. Well, I'm trying to get my stuff, trying to keep him away from other dogs before. Because she's, get, she's getting her stuff and he, and he wants it. He wants it. that stuff. And he's going to and bite her. And, and also, in this, in this entire event, you have a dog like this that's biting you, balking at other dogs to get away. It's just drawing more attention from the pack. Energy. The pack once will always correct imbalance this dog is spinning down the drain of being a wild imbalanced animal so even your even your sweet lab that you've had for 10 years and you've never seen it do anything negative in this situation your lab's going to go like f this guy yeah, yeah. and it's going to go Let's after that dog yeah. any dog would do that that's just natural all pack, dogs would do that's that natural yeah. Pack, yeah. Pack sweet old dog. lady peggy right here she's the worst she's going to put him in check yeah. yep <laughs> Yeah. She can't see her hear so good so anymore. So I think finally you heard <laughs> you a... You texted. Is that what I did? You texted. I don't even remember that. But help. you need it. It's the text oh, the help you text. need help. Yeah, it's the help oh, text. Oh, the help yeah, text. Yeah, well, when you get the one word, then you know it's bad. If it just says yeah. help, you're like, you better run. I have no memory of doing that. No. None. That's what happens whenever you're in a dog fight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what the help text but is But when about. I was thinking about that, that could have been so much worse. One of the girls was there. I think Lily was working with me that day. One of my girls was there. I thought Ashley was there. I thought it was me and Ashley. No. No. It was, one of my girls was there. And in my head, I'm thinking, what if, because sometimes we're out in the yard and then there's other dogs that are playing in the building a little bit and they're barking or something and we'll have to go in and check and make sure that they're not doing something they're not supposed to be doing mm -hmm. or harassing somebody that didn't want to come outside or something and I'll send one of the girls in to go check on it. If I had sent one of the girls in and they had come across that same situation, because they have less experience than yeah. me. Still, my girls know more than I would say most people that work at most facilities. Yeah, yeah way, way. It would have been much worse. Yeah. yeah. So that's what other people are working with all the time. It's and, scary. I don't know why you want to do that. Maybe they're getting bit all the time and you just don't hear about it. Or I've maybe heard they get a lot of terrible quit, stories at a lot of different places. I don't places, know. But. I can't imagine there's not that kind of thing happening at these places, but... I had a girl interview one time, man. She had a gnarly scar on her hand. She's oh, yeah. like 19 years old or something like yeah. that. She, But she worked there for like two years, and she got mauled by like a Rottweiler. And I was just amazed at like, wow, you're 19? You worked there for like a year or two, and you're still... And remember you're, remember you're, what she said? They didn't kick that dog out. Oh, <gasps> wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Terrible I business. <laughs> yeah. I because mean, are you kidding me? Money. 
You have a dog that's going to maim somebody like a that? A human? A human? It's going to maim a person. Well, it's welcome back. Not like, not like the potential that we recognize in seeing kick dogs out for the potential of what might happen. No, this actually happened. Mm. This person has stitches in their body. She had a gnarly scar, too. Wow. Like right on top of her hand. Wow. Well, it's why we don't travel. One of the reasons we don't travel together is because Danny could not, he couldn't handle it of us going to leave special somewhere because I have to have confidence mm. that the person's watching my three pound special is not going to let a St. Bernard pick her up and give her one quick shake and she's yeah. done. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you don't know that people, they may be re- really nice people, but I don't know you. Doesn't Do you know, know what you're doing with yeah. special? That's what I'm saying. And That's so, what I'm saying. Is it when, and you're leaving your dog at a place. Is it that place where they don't know anything about dogs? And 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 just from websites, how can you tell? Exactly. We have, I mean, we've heard this like over and over and over again, though, with like multiple people applying, other people who have like worked with us temporarily to where, you know, some other place. And if you know, we always talk about daycares where it's like <laughs> daycare dogs are really difficult because it's like. You're bringing me a fresh, fresh. We we'll call fresh them fresh horses. Fresh horses. It's hands yeah. down fresh the, the hardest dog. dogs we have. But yeah. there are some Easy. places where you're, they're going to take like 80, 80 of those every in day. In the same morning, eighty new ones every in day. The same morning, with just fresh water. Imagine two hundred cars a day. It's and, not worth and, it. And honestly, and honestly, like the majority of them, they just take your fresh energy wild dog that you need to go to, and they're just going to put it in a den and just have it bark its head off for a couple hours. Yeah. Then it gets tired. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not like a positive experience or positive exercise. Most people will not know the difference. You come pick up your dog at the end of the day, and it's like, oh, he's really tired. He's really tired from having fun. Yeah, he's really tired from having an awful day. Well, even all those places that, like, they take him out in play groups a couple of times a day. How do you know? Yeah. yeah they claim they do. Know? I, re- I remember it's been, like, 20 years ago, and we were going to go on vacation, and we had a little well, old Sasha when mm-hmm. she was a baby. And so I was going to, like, put her at one of the big chains. Mm-hmm. And so I got her her own room. And then she could have TV if oh, we wanted to pay extra for TV. Yep. Dogs and, love TV. And well, she then love TV. I could pay extra if she was given a treat. And if they pet her. <laughs> oh, wow. And then if I wanted her to have individual attention, I could pay extra. So I paid for the treat so she could get a treat $2, every day. $2. $2. $2. $10. $10. And what we always say about that is how do you know yeah. they, if they even, they did, even any did any of that? Or was she just locked did in this little room for the whole week? Okay, let's say they even did it. Did they put her in the dark? and assume that they did it. How are you keeping track of that? Like, who's keeping? Oh, yeah. Dan twenty seven got three pets. Do they have and a, a software snatch. program where three they three pets? <laughs> yeah. I gave her three treats. I was in there for eight minutes with your dog. Just because, from an but I didn't know. You know, no. I just was doing it. it well, it, you want to give it, it your all. It you want to give everything. It had everything. a beautiful lobby, and I paid for the penthouse room, and yep. you know all this kind of stuff. Dogs don't care and, about any of that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. What shows that's, did you that, get that's, to watch? that's why, and, and when we started this place too, it's like I always dislike those places because it's like, it's like they're preying on you. Yeah. It's like how much oh, do you how much do you, love, how your much dog? you love your dog, Laura? Yeah. yeah, it'll show up in the bill. They've monetized anthropomorphizing your dog. Absolutely. Because because in a, yeah. because in a suite with curtains and a bed and, and a, a TV, TV, like your dog doesn't care about that. A person thinks that. Thinks a dog would want that because, because if they, you're shopping for a room, you want to choose a fancier one. Exactly. Your but, dog doesn't care about that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Now, if they offered, if they offered a human to stay in there with your your dog and sleep with it in a human bed, now we're talking. and you can see that <laughs> on the camera. Start charging me some money. Yeah, some real money. Yeah. I feed. There yeah. you go. Yeah. There you go. Now I know that my dog's getting something that it, that it would want is just human companionship the whole time. Because that's what dogs want. That's they don't right. want TV. They don't want, the they don't want a bed. They don't want curtains. They don't want a rug. Well, no, Johnny does like his curtains. That's, 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 the <laughs> that's the exception that proves the rule. Johnny loves curtains. <laughs> but yeah, unfortunately, the reality is, is that your dog is just thrown into a group of unexperienced people, and you know, I, I you know, the, the majority of the time, these people, you just luck out. Right. Um, but, you know, your dog's just thrown Gamble. into space with people who don't know what they're doing, and they're just going to mitigate accordingly. If they see something they don't understand or don't like, your dog's just going to be confined all day. It's just scary, though, when yeah. you think about it, it's scary. Well, the thing that those group, you know, the bringing dogs in and out for groups and playtime, that's harder. You're doing it harder than it needs to be. Yeah. Like, if you know what you're doing... You're because, making your job harder. Because yeah. there's Stop too much that. excitement. You're like exacerbating that. the situation yeah. every time you do totally. that. Totally. Right. The rotation of a group of dogs right. that are chomping at the bit with energy. You know what? Let's keep these horses as fresh as we can keep exactly. them. Yeah. <laughs> Let's exactly wind right. them all up and then right. let them loose. And every couple hours or so. I mean, in this industry, you know, we hear other places where dogs die. You know, they all die the in their care. And usually it's overheating. They, they've, and because you have an experience... People well, if you don't take, know if you don't know the breed, you don't know well, the you, songs. If you don't know what overheating looks like, or if you or don't bloat. know the breeds that are like when Ashley saw the dog with bloat. We've had right. two bloats. There's a place around here. Once again, I can't name names, but there's a place around here that they've had a few dogs that have died from overheating. One of them was a, a was an adopter of ours. Um, I can't remember what their name is, but they they had a Frenchie before they adopted from us. And they took it to this place, and their policy was they had outside time where they put the dogs out with, you know, a, a, a person, a, an employee, and they're not allowed back in. Well, it's hot. It's hot. And you got a Frenchie out there that's hot. And before you know it, it's dead because they don't know what they're looking at, you know? Yeah. I mean, because you can be out there with <clears throat> some labs that are panting and hot and a bulldog and a Frenchie that are panting and hot, and one of them is going to be in, in danger of its life, and it's not going to be the lab. Because they can't get the air that yeah. they need. One of those they two can't. dogs panting is in distress. And if you don't know what that looks like. Exactly. Yeah. And before you know it, you've got a dead dog. There are degrees of panting. Yeah. And, you what know, does that we, look like? What does that sound we like? We have yeah. a ton of French bulldog, or all kinds of bulldog experience. And so, you know, we've definitely seen it a couple times where it's like that panting structure right yeah. there. Right. That dog, everything stops. That dog. Yeah. Boom. The dog's in distress. Down. We have like in front of a fan. several English bulldogs that, that we really know over that we know. Yeah. That, like because this is how it works at the ranch. When we go out to do pictures, which is usually like ten thirty, quarter to eleven in the morning, we go out and everybody comes out with you. But the it, door is open. But the door is open. But if it's hot out there, the dogs want to be where we are. But if it's hot out there, we can have a bulldog out there that can't be out there for more like more than five minutes. And they're just sitting there. And we have to just go, nope, that dog needs to go back in. Mm -hmm. Take it back inside and put it in a den because it's going to overheat. Because because that dog will want to be around us despite it being overheated and uncomfortable. So you have to know that like this dog's not going to go in by itself. We have to take it in. Otherwise, it's going to be in distress. That great big gigantic mastiff. Yeah, Zulu. 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 He's in the office most of the time. Because he wants to overheat. 
Well, it was also because he did much better this last boy, day. The first well, day was because, really rough. Well, because he figured it out. And there are some, there are some, you know, English bulldogs, French bulldogs, same thing, to where, you know, you can be excited to be in a new place. You can be have a lot of anxiety about being in this new place. For, and that can be separation anxiety. That can be just overall stress of being in a new environment with so many other variables. Um, it, it can be a number of things, but it takes an experienced eye to look at these things. And that big Zulu, and I, I, I call the zoner. I, I told her everything I'm going to say, so it's not like any surprise. Right. But like, um, I told her, yeah, on his, on his first day here, he was doing fine. He came out in the yard with all of us. I can tell he had some anxiety about being in a new space. But then he started displaying um, just, just a, a level of panting that was not good at all. Yeah. Had to be brought in. I'm looking at his level of panting, and I'm like, not good. Into the office, wet him down, wet him down. fan on Turn him. Turn the fan on. And that was bad because he took he took like 25 minutes to calm down. So I know he was really, really hot. Mm -hmm. And that's a very difficult position to be in too because this is a 180-pound Mastiff. Yeah, yeah. he's okay. real big. He's stressed about being in a new place. It's not that hot outside. Mm -hmm. It's not. It it's, was warm that weekend. It's not but he's really, got himself worked up because yeah, he's, it's it's yeah. more it's more mental stress mm -hmm. in conjunction with heat as well. Right. Basically, what I'm trying to say is that that dog, because the majority of it was based on stress, is that moving that dog and transporting him for 20 minutes in a car, I'd probably just make it worse. Like, I had to deal with this right now. Yeah. And when you're dealing with a dog that's overheating, you never want to use cold water. You want to use room temperature water. You want to wet them down. You want to wet their bellies down. The head, just kind of like kind kind of like us humans, a lot of the heat in the body is trying to in escape. Their head, in their it's ears. trying to escape the head. Mm -hmm. so cool all that down, all the ears, all the folds, wet them all down. Put him right in front of a fan, and man, he, and was pant calm. he was panting hard for about 15 straight minutes, and luckily I saw it start to taper down because I am right there to text you guys and be like, this is a big problem. Mm -hmm. Because I'm trying to cool him down and ease his stress, ease the variables in that dog's world, which is bring him in the office. Not a lot's going on, just me and you. Reduction stimuli. Focus on me. I'm calm. You calm. Calm you down. Touch. Uh, because if I had to be like, okay, uh, now I need a stranger to come and put him in a strange car, and let's and hopefully that car is cool. It's not right. And drive him twenty minutes down the road, more panting, more stress. You could lose him. Yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> and so, so once again, that that's that's where experience is everything. And I I told that owner that too. I was like, I know you've never taken him anywhere before, but just know that he can stress out in a new place. Mm -hmm. If 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 you're not there or he's He's going to stress He's out about something. There. And He's even if, there. even if it's not that hot, I just want you to know you have a dog that can overheat very quickly. Something to be very, very mindful of. It's a very important thing to know about your dog. you know. And um, the thing about it is, from the standpoint of somebody working in a facility like this, you're out there with 50 <clears> other <throat> dogs who are just fine. Yeah. yeah. So why is this one? Why yeah. is this one not fine? Yeah. But that's that's what you have to be able to be trained to see. Well, because I have to mentally know who that dog is, that in conjunction with the situation, and it was clear as day to me. It's like, oh, you're you're stressed. Yeah, a little hot, a little hot. Yep. Um, but yeah, you're gonna, and and your style of panting is way beyond what it right. should be. We had that one Bordeaux that we rescued. I think his name was Roscoe. He went to go live in Oregon. Yeah. Is that his name, Roscoe? Roscoe. Yeah. yeah. 
Man, that dog would just go from zero to overheating in like five minutes. His palate mm-hmm. was really. We did have long. to have his palate done. That but, was like the first bear that we had to do their palate on. But he, but he was very worked up to be there. Yeah. So he's excited he's to upset. be there. He's upset. He's upset, and it's like boom. He's just. I remember us wetting him down and putting a fan on him. It got to the point where we would keep him in a den for like most of the time when we'd go outside. He just couldn't do it. Yeah. He just can't do yeah, it. Too much. Overstimulated. Overstimulated. Yeah. The other yeah. one that would do that was Werewolf, the the, the Wolfman. Wolf he would man. do the same thing. He's going to get himself sensitive. all. He's he, very gets, he gets real worked gonna up. Get well, yeah, worked he's up. very sensitive. He can be like easily incensed by other things going on in the pack. Yeah. He was also a puppy mill dog. He has no experience no whatsoever. No experience. He's excited. So going zero to hundred with him. And he just can't deal with that it. That Peyton bulldog, big, big chub above that Peyton tucker girl. One, two. The Tucker, the tricolored, big, handsome yes. bulldog. Yeah. That dog wants to overheat You so got like bad. three minutes out there. Yeah. You get back yeah. inside. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, English bulldog, French bulldog, first time, and they're going to get overstimulated like that. First time at the ranch, come out for pictures. I can tell the level of panting. Okay. No, you get wetted down. You go right back in and down and calm down. Yep. And sometimes you do that over and over and over again until they learn the routine. Yeah. Tell, tell get a hold of yourself. Until, until, until they, <laughs> well, until basically they learn that, like, oh, I can go outside yeah. and go potty, but the door's always open. Yeah. The building is cool. Yeah. The building when I is, feel overheated, the, go inside. The yeah. building is always 74 degrees, man. Nice, cool, concrete floor. You just All you need to do is walk in the door and right. lay your belly down, and you're going to be fine. And that's the issue that a lot of people don't, don't recognize is that a lot of dogs will not self-regulate. They're, yeah. They, they yeah. just won't. Or, so, just, or just not know how. Like, like, like that big Zulu, it's like he's stressed out. And I remember because I came in, I was done with pictures. He followed me in, and then he laid down on the floor. And so I, okay, I, I saw he was panting a little high, and then I come in, but then I went in the office, I went away. So that, that, that made him stress more. I thought he was going to lay down inside, mm-hmm. but then he decided to go right back outside, go all the way to the back of the pond, and then stress out at the fence. Yes. And it was our new employee who caught it, and he was like, no, you're over there. I don't know what you're doing, but you're over there panting. Went in and brought him right back in. Brought him right back into me. Because right. um, I, I saw he was panting a little hard, but he learned to come back in, and then you can cool down in here. Obviously, he didn't fully learn that. In um, some of these places, they have that artificial turf. You know, oh, it, it, yeah. lo- it looks hot. nice, and the pictures, it looks all clean, but, you know, it's plastic grass, and it's sometimes it's hot. And there's not a lot of shade out there anyway. It warms up and you and get stays. a Frenchie that's close to the ground and can't breathe anyway. Yeah. And you leave them out there. I mean, you know, ask the football like players. Ask the yeah. football players how, how hot their turf is well, also, when they're playing out there. Also, you know? dogs will instinctively, when they're starting to overheat or stress, they'll, they will dig a hole. Why will they dig a hole? Well, if you get it's a cooler down, down, down there. the temperature is much cooler and you can cool yourself down. Yeah. It's just what they instinctually know. Yeah. With turf, you can dig in, can they can't do that. Yeah. There's no escape from it. Yeah. But yeah, there's a couple places And kids where... that don't know and just leave them out there and, and don't... Well, they don't know what they're looking at. Yeah, yeah. Right. all the dogs are panting. They're all panting. That's it's, what but... I'm saying. You can have a I'm... lab stand and they're panting. It's no big deal. It's not the same. Yeah. But that's why there's like a lot of places we know that you know, they've lost a lot. To overheating, yeah, um, especially the uh, brachiocephalic, you know, yeah. the uh, French bulldogs, French mastiff, English bulldogs, short snout dogs that have, you know, a harder time regulating their breathing as well as like a lab or something like that. Cool panting is not as effective. Yeah. Their panting is not as effective, and that's what's. The, and that's the only way dogs have to cool themselves unless, without external. Can't cool themselves. Their muzzles aren't aren't long. 
So when they're panting and bringing air in to cool themselves, they're not getting the same amount of air. Their airways are shorter. Their palates are long. They don't. They don't get the air. So a dog that they with need a long nose them. can pant and cool itself adequately. A dog with a short nose can pant and not cool itself right. adequately. Yeah. That's the problem. That's the problem. That is the problem. But yeah, it's like that's. I think that's one of the reasons why we're so like, you know, got to have control because we all hear this stuff. I mean, obviously, when these things happen at different places, they all they come to me, you know, and. You know, because we at least like, I mean, we're not perfect, but le- we at least know what the hell it is we're doing. Yeah. We're not like non-dog people who don't even own a dog. I own a UPS store. At this place, and I got two UPS stores. Unbelievable. We're all venture. owners out here, so, you know, it, we all have a vested interest in what's going on because we, we all own the place. Well, and, I think our well, clients yeah. notice that, too. When they call, they get one of us on the phone. Yeah. When they come in, they're going to get one of us here i know your dog i had this funny call though the other day um i think it was a lady she called and she's she's like gonna tell me about herself and she's like a dog behaviorist and blah 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 and she said i noticed on your page that you're having trouble finding some homes this is funny (laughs) yeah i heard this i go really what dog are you talking about she's thinking and blah 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 and i said are you talking about toby like, oh, yeah, maybe that's it. You know, so my, my usual rate is like 175 an hour, but, you know, she's like willing to work with you on that to try to work with this dog so that you can help get a home for it. And I, so, I said, okay, first I said that dog has a home pending because it did. Yeah, but we both know that that, you know, that doesn't always work out. Okay. I said, well, let me just tell you. <laughs> Sorry. She's about to show her ass. Yeah, she, she, she already showed she it. Showed she already showed it. it. It's just how, 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 it, how am I going to respond to seeing her ass? Show mine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that I've seen her ass, what I want to say is the ass in question is Jesse. Yeah, you have no idea who we are or what we do, and. You're hilarious, Colleen. I didn't say any of these things. No, she's Jessica has all these thoughts, but she's not saying. I had so many thoughts that I had to really try to pause and try to figure out how to. I'm not even a dog trainer, but my rate is 300. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The funny thing about it is, people like that who call are people who, like, just took a course. I'm certified now because that because she made a point to tell me she wasn't a trainer; she was a behaviorist. All right. Okay. You should have asked her to explain the Please difference. illustrate the difference for me. I, yeah. I'm no, confused. how much did you Please pay send for me the six-week course? Yeah. yeah. And how long ago did you take it? Yeah. <laughs> we could talk about trainers all day long. <laughs> yeah. Was, I mean, and there's always going to be that, like, you know, University of Phoenix type place out there or whatever. It's just going to be like, <laughs> oh, you know, give me 10 grand and I'll give you a piece of paper that, you know, I'm just going to be confident it's a good piece of paper. Not extra you know, time. But, you know. I don't think people understand that, though, Trev. I mean, we need to like go How much into time do that. We have? Yeah, as much as you want, bro. <laughs> we got time. I yeah. mean, this is a this is a topic that people Basically, because somebody calls themselves a trainer. What does that mean? What does that mean to what you? What is your experience? I'm um, a race car driver. I drive my car fast. So yeah. I'm pretty fast too. Actually I'm actually call, pretty good at driving. I call myself awesome. a race car driver for a long time because I used to own a fast <laughs> car. <laughs> Well, and it's like, you know... It's, I've it's, gotten a lot of tickets. Well, I, it, was a really, it was a really fast car I used to drive. So. <laughs> but, you know, but I, and, and we also see this too, and it makes us crazy in the dog world. It's like, you know, it, especially for one of us, and I, I think it's me that I, I get more crazy where it's like, 
and I whenever I'm in a whenever I'm in a social setting, I never want to talk about what I do. Me neither. I nope. never ever ever want to talk about what I do. But if it, because everybody it, in the group is dumb. Well, no, that's the, it. That's all. Well, that's, think, that's, that's a really easy way to put it. That's the blood way of like, saying no, it. No, they don't know anything, <laughs> and I don't want to have that conversation. Well, what, what what upsets me sometimes is that I will tell somebody like what I do. And then it's just like immediately dismissed as like a non-professional. Minimized. Uh-huh. You pet dogs. You That's pet all dogs. you do? And basically they look at me and they go, oh yeah, I've owned dogs like all my life. They used to live in my backyard. So basically we're on the we're same. Yeah. We're on the same plane yeah. here. You just get paid for it. And I just go, all right, so let's talk about something else. You know, because. That's like, what I mean. They're dumb. You You're know. nicer than me because I immediately hate you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong, Jess. I immediately hate them too, but I'm not going to talk you about just them. Just it it more I'm not going to, like, get mad. Well, because it's, it's. I'm just going to get mad at somebody who, you know, is not. Who just doesn't understand. That's what I'm saying. They're so dumb. It's, it's fine. I'm, I'm just going to say it again. Yeah. They're dumb. You can tell yeah. this is the blunt side of the table. Well, see, I don't <laughs> do it for a different reason. Is I don't want them to ask me questions. Like, uh, help me solve this problem. Like, I could tell you. They're the not going to listen. They're, so. Exactly. They're not going to listen. I'm so. not going to waste my breath. Well, they're not going to listen. Wanna, and and you've never also, even met their dog. I know. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I've never yeah. met your dog. It's all vague. Uh, yeah. I've never I, seen yeah, the I'm trying to judge and give you advice based on your assessment that's Totally. I don't want to do that with met, you. And you. Let's don't just know be friends about, about whatever. It's else. as simple as this: like talking about looking for an employee that's a, that has experience. What experience to us means something different to people who apply, and their experience is that they have two dogs. Yeah, that's not relevant experience at all. Because well, I mean, it is to them. It's better than nothing, but it's not. But the it's same? nothing. It's definitely better than nothing, but like <laughs> not like a lot much better. But like, <laughs> and that's and that's fine. I mean, it's not like you know you can't like get into this industry. Obviously, we just talked about earlier how it's so super easy. <laughs> if you want to work, can do it. If you want to work do with this. dogs, Anybody. like there's plenty of other places that will hire you and just give you a squirt buy a franchise and like and, slap yeah. you on the ass and send you out there. There's in an the air pack. horn, but like, man, it's just like, and and like I said, the majority of the time, I think these people. Most places are just kind of lucking out. But I know, like. but the, the, who I want to talk to is people who have a problem and they're on the internet looking for a trainer. Ugh. Oh, I wouldn't even know how to. Yikes. I wouldn't even know how I to. I don't want those calls. Give, give, I don't give, want those calls. I wouldn't even know how to give someone Remember a Remember, I had to do this with the adopters of Mr. Bill. And she was, lived in Northern California. And I need to try to find her because she, she needed help in her house. And she's too far away for me. I can't We've help. had to do it a couple of times with yeah. doctors where we've had to do an internet search and look at what the options are yeah. and then delve into their website to see who really is Who's a qualified who really to go in there and be hands on with exactly. this. Exactly. Right. right. And that and that's hard, but you've done it before. I have done it before and it's it's a little similar to like looking for a reputable breeder. You have to be able to read because Oh, I think it's worse. Because you have to read between the lines of whatever they say on their of website. The bullshit. Or, yeah. You have to read between the bullshit. If lines. you had to guess one out of how many trainers there are out there are any good. One 20. out of one out of a hundred, how many of them are? No, no. How, how many for out of how many? One are good. good one out of how many? How many how many bad ones are there for every one good one? Oh, a lot. Well, we like here in the DFW area, we only recommend two people. I was gonna say we. we I only we, 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 know of one. Who's we the other know, one? We know so one. We do. 
Aaron Stewart with the Educated Dog. That's mm-hmm. the one that I know. And Travis. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So okay, we, that, okay. Those are the only two. I usually Travis is very busy a lot of the time, so he's not as a as available. Aaron. Mm-hmm. Even is Aaron Stewart is totally is dedicated really to doing it. So first I'll do Aaron. Or if it's like a Bordeaux and there's a specific thing, you know, where I think Travis is like the obvious best fit. Or he knows the dog. Already. Or he knows the dog. Or he might be able to solve it over the phone without actually going then there. Then we go this way, but yeah. usually we'll just refer to Aaron. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's worked with so many of our families that have had an issue here or there. We've and the way him, that like, I just... As long as we've been open, haven't we? It's, it's I think been a so. long time. Yeah, we've, we've known, known Aaron. Him. We've known Aaron since uh, like, Ten like the first year that we opened yeah. the ranch, we, we met him. Well, Travis met him at a bar. That's I where, just, where I first describe met him. The, what I think about that you're investing in your future and the things that Aaron or Travis might teach you are things that you can use with any dog that you're going to have, you know, so. Okay. So what I was going to say is, um, you're looking for a trainer. You're looking at a website and it's going to be filled with, they've got this certificate and that certificate and they have this certificate and they have that certificate. Just put that all out of your head. I don't care about any certificate they say they have. No certificates. It's actually it's actually uh, negative for me. Yeah, I don't think there's any of those that have value Bragging about a certificate that... is negative for me. You get that trainer on the phone. I want to know how many years of experience they have. I want to know how many dogs they've worked with and I want some references for people that they've trained their dog. That's all I want. Yep. That's it. But see, that's still for you. That's with a trained understanding of, you know. You know what you're looking for. You know for. what you're the looking for. The layperson doesn't what is a know lay what they're looking, looking for. Because ed- education and certificates in the world means something. Not you know a, what I mean? So it's just whatever tra- yeah. the right. layperson's mindset. But not mindset. from a trainer standpoint. Right, but most people don't yeah, understand that. It means that. something to people that don't know anything. Yeah. Right, that's exactly. That's what a stripper Honestly, is. like, you're talking about, like, <laughs> how I met Aaron Stewart in a bar in <laughs> Like... The reason why is because I had just happened to be sitting next to him. Somebody else is talking to me, telling me that they're like a dog trainer. Oh, geez. And I'm just like... <laughs> Where's the pop talking? So, talking. So, <laughs> I'm just like, okay, like, what is your... You know, and they just start going into, like, different new leashes that they recommend that are, like, the new best thing ever. Yeah. And that's when, like... Aaron kind of overheard, and it just turned into me and Aaron just like popping the cord. We should invite Aaron on sometime. That would be great. That would be but because he's got a lot of those stories. He's, I mean, I sure he does. I, he can tell stories. I've, I've, I've worked, I remember one story he was telling me where it's like, you know, just a dog that's like triggered walking down the down the hallway of an apartment, and dogs, little dogs, just gonna go rah rah rah. You know, and then he was training somebody with their dog while there's another trainer there doing like the same thing. Or attempting to do the same attempting thing. Attempting to do the same thing. And that lady trainer was just like, squirt bottle, squirt bottle, squirt bottle. Treat, treat, treat. And then Aaron Aaron just walks his dog down, reacts, correction, sit, calm, and then looks at the like the owner and looks at the other trainer and goes you don't do that. <laughs> and just like blew his whole, that whole training call. But I mean, spray, there's, spray, there's, spray, there's, spray. you got to spray harder. You got to like this. If you get, you know, and you got to have a holster for your spray bottle. You need it all. The time. Make sure you need a pouch on your belt too for treats. Yeah. Oh yeah. Two. Oh, yeah. Just, you got a treat pouch. You need a shoulder one too. Yeah, make a vest with like a fishing vest with all the pockets. 
<laughs> but yeah, so that's that's how I that's how I really met Aaron. Is because that's hilarious. We basically because the, after that, you know, we just popped the corn all night. It's like, can you believe some trainers out there? And like, and we just talked for an hour, and then that was that, that was, was it. years ago. Years and years. Ago. I mean, ago. dude, Easy. I was I was living in the apartment in McKinney. Yeah. When wow. I met Aaron yes. Stewart. Yeah. You could still smoke in a bar in McKinney when I met Aaron Because <laughs> <laughs> he was smoking a cigar. Even a real. So. And then he adopted from us. He did yeah. adopt from us. A little us. Jack Russell he Terrier. he worked with lots and lots of our adopted families. Yeah. Lots of them. And he's, you know, he's, um, you know, I always call him my, my, my Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, I've, I've reached out to him a couple of times, and it's usually just like... You know, cathartic peace of mind, but sometimes well, you know, you reached out to him with, with Barry me. White after yeah. Barry after Barry yeah. bit you like he did. Yeah, but and Trap told has... me that like he called not that long ago. He heard about Toby, and Toby was being an issue, and he talked to Trap about it. He's like, Trav "Well, did, you know, yeah. what are you seeing?" And Trap tells him what he sees, and he goes, "Did you do this?" Trap goes, "Yeah." Did you do this? Yeah. What about this? Did you try this? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's a good touchstone to have. Yeah. It is, and those guys will touch periodically like that and just yeah. kind of go over things, and they just go, yeah. Okay. But to somebody yeah. like him that we respect and revere as a dog trainer, for him to call and ask and say all the things, like, we've done this, done this, and like, yeah, we've done this. He's like, okay. Then you get his seal of approval. Like, right. you've done yeah. everything I would do. Yeah. And he did that before, too, with, you know, like a, I, I forget the name of the dog, but it was just a scared mastiff. It was Thelma. He, it I was, hadn't come out with Thelma. Yeah, and he had... He had some ideas he, for me he, that he, I hadn't thought he, about. He had yeah. a couple ideas, but the overall... It was it was always the same, but but those little ideas that's that's why we reach out and we'll communicate yeah. with 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 other people too. Right. So because sometimes you do need a little bit of a fresh take on yeah, it, or trick. just or just like a like a fresh idea right. or like let's let's work this specific circumstance because it hits all these points that we need to address all at once. Right. And it could just be a time saver type thing. The know? thing that I learned with Thelma from Aaron Stewart was that we couldn't meet her needs in at the ranch right oh yeah because yeah. because what she needed what she needed was to be forced to be in contact with a person because at the ranch they're f- <clears throat> free to just go get in the den there's many right. and that's what Thelma would do escape. she'll just go right. down the hallway and get in the den she'd be yeah, by yeah. herself she, yeah she would she would choose to not engage to not engage yeah. she and to with escape. and with a dog like that is like you have to kind of Gently force, force them, them to be with you. Yeah, yeah. I had to do that with Cupid. I could see that That's Cupid why she was doing the Cupid same thing. Home I, because he's not going to get better unless he goes into a home. Right. And yeah. he needs to go into a home with experience for somebody to know <sighs> what to make him do and what not to make him. Because do. you have to make them engage with you when they don't want to. Mm. They because won't they're grow afraid unless they yeah. learn to cope. Right. Right. Yeah. So with Thelma, you know. We would bring her into the office. I would bring her to the office and force her to be just force her to be closer. She just have to be closer to us. But when we have dogs like that, I always think about that conversation with him, and I know that this is a challenge for us with this yeah. dog. Like when we had Joe Eddie, he needs to go into a home. Yeah. Right. Joe Eddie needs to go into a home. And he thrived in a home once he was Amy there. Amy PK yeah. did a fabulous Abraham job. Needed to go into Abraham, a home. Abraham needed yep. to go into a home. Mm-hmm. Amy PK picked him up and took and took that. And it makes a huge because in the setting that we have at the ranch, we do have limitations with dogs like that. Not day. in knowledge, just in physical ability circumstances. to circumstances. Yeah. We just well, don't I mean, have. What, what are we looking to do? I'm looking to take this dog and turn it into a house pet. Yes. And so 
it's we're not in a house. Yeah, I'm not in a house. Right. Yeah, I mean, you always want to. It's with working with dogs. It's all about consistency and creating routines. I don't have a home like routine. Right. I mean, there's similarities to a home like routine, but I have so many other variables too, which usually work to my benefit. But with an outlier like that it can kind of work against you because I have so much space where that dog can just choose to just go out on the edge and just choose to disengage or go back, go inside the building and go hang in a den and just be by itself. Well, that's, that's not, that's not a positive thinking routine here. And that's, that dog is not doing what it needs to start doing in order for it to have, you know, just like a well-functioning dog. The benefit that we get in the ranch setting was particularly a dog like Abraham is that the first thing that they do is figure out how to mimic the pack. Because the pack yeah. comes near us, the pack comes in yeah. to eat, the packs go... They sit on the outside and they look at other dogs behaving normally and interacting with people and it's normal. And it's so that you could see the gears turning in their heads sometimes. Right. Like, so, those, especially those in a dog like, like Abraham. So on a so scale smart. from one to ten, ten being a pet, we can get them to like seven. Yeah. But, but we then can't they get have them to the go into a home to get the rest of the way, to mm-hmm. develop a one-on-one relationship in close quarters yeah. where they can't run from you. And that's what and that's what we have to do with a dog like Joe Eddie and had to do with a dog like Abraham. Well, yeah, because dogs like Joe Eddie um, and dogs like Abraham, they, you know, super fearful and timid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as soon as you close that gap, that dog... Yes. drops and it's yours mm-hmm. but it's all about closing that gap yeah. and i have a lot of space yes so that's, so that's a big gap in, in my in my workspace yeah once i get that dog same thing pancake come to me i can pet it it's fine but to, in order to get a hold of that dog it can be kind of you know it can be kind of an issue where you need to do like a casual pursuit let that dog kind of corner itself casually approach get the leash on hey, 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 and boom i got you again but mm-hmm. You know, but those are like some of the like, you know, fearful like outliers to show like, but that is a very specific type of behavior that we've seen multiple times. Yeah, especially with mill dogs. Yeah. <clears throat> but and, and yeah, and, and those behaviors. Yeah, it's like those dogs always thrive at home. It's because I can only go so far right. here. But we need to put it in a home. So that we can see that the lights come on. Yeah. And that we so know. That then we can have a successful well, placement. most important right. is that you need to see that dog's behavior and recognize that the next thing for this dog is it needs to go into a home. Not right. stay with us longer and not, you know, something else. You can see that and know that for this dog to continue on its progress, it needs to go somewhere else. Right. Well, you it's can't know that assessing them. Yes. Yeah, yeah, just assessing them. Mm-hmm. So do they need a medical foster? Would they? Would it be helpful for them yeah. to go to Millie's? Okay, pluck you out. Here you what go. What does this dog do you need? need? You know, are you going to, we're thinking about placing you in a home with children. Does he need to go over with Christy and Wyatt? Yeah, and st- and stay there, or whatever else it may be. You know, we've got yeah. good options for, for moving assessing. a dog, right? Assessing. So assessing at the ranch and then moving them where they need to be, right? But sometimes the their final stop into a home needs to be their real home, and I think that's what some rescues do is they hang on to a dog until they get it all the way there in a foster home before they'll you know adopt it out, right? 
No, no, no. Let you're the, doing a disservice. You're doing it a disservice. Let the people take it the rest of the well, way we, with some guidance. Be open and honest about what the needs are and where the dog is right now. And then say, hey, mm. do you want to come alongside us do you and help us rescue, rescue this, this dog? dog? Right. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. You want to do the work that's yeah. necessary yes. to keep it. Because I can tell you, you know, if, if, if I know the dog, I can tell you exactly what it is you need to do and what your routine needs to be. Of course, whether or not the person actually is on board for that can be like a, a vague thing because you are dealing with you know the public and well it's a bit like the lady that adopted panda bear yes but she was a volunteer so she, she was a, so, so she, she got to spend time panda with her yeah. but here's a dog who needs to go into a home to get the rest of the way yep and you know she, it needs to be able to do all the things that she needs and look how good that dog is yeah I mean, she's not she's not perfect. She's probably but never going to be perfect. But look at the progress she's made in a short time. In a short because time, because she's in the right home. Right. But see that it's there's it's twofold here. We have to have a. It's my job to to present this dog who it is, what it needs on the page, so that people can. Because I'm not going to hide what the problems no, are. No, we're this always going to be transparent. This is what this dog does. This is this well, is what also because it's just going to come right back. Exactly. So why and, and why would you want? I don't understand that exactly. concept of rescues hiding. Just to get flaws it out the door and check it off your box, like right. no, no, no. So, so you we need we need an adopter who looks at this dog and its limitations and goes. I'm on board for that. Right. I want to rescue that dog and take it to as best. And what and what I always say about dogs that are psychologically damaged is they're going to be the best that they can be, and you have to accept that. Well, it's so like the adopter needs poo. right. The adopter needs to accept the fact that this dog might not ever approach you completely and wag its tail. This dog might always be timid with you when you. I still have Loretta. If if I call Loretta to me right now. She will dance in front of me and and smile and make faces, but it makes her nervous for yeah. me to White put her on the, the spot. Yeah. White boy is the same, same way. way. And okay, that's fine. I mean, I got no problem with that's that. That dog's individual. That's the best that dog can. She's be. doing the best that she can. Yeah. And you yeah. and if you're if you're not on board for that being okay, we're not going to have a positive. Well, exactly. So we're not looking for you to adopt that dog. Yeah. No. <clears throat> And that's Laura's job. Yeah. But you go right out of the gate and you manage the expectations of whoever might adopt this dog. Like, we don't know how this is going to turn out, but... The... That's her phone interview. Yeah. And she spells it all out. Yeah. Worst case scenario. Here it is. All it's in its ugliness or not ugliness to you. This is, this is who this dog is. But also the joy that the person gets from bringing a dog from here to, you know... When Wherever we see they're a dog wind like up, Joe there's... Eddie go into its home and see that dog dancing around its that's backyard, a blown right. away. You know, when you see Abraham sleeping in her bed, that's a that's a miracle. I, I mean, see, a here's the joy Abraham. of that is that they get to watch that in their home. But you've also taught them these things of how what needs to happen here. Yeah, we couldn't do any of that if we didn't know what we we're doing. Yeah. You've exactly. given them a guide for how to succeed that works because we know what it takes and it, sometimes it's not us and that's okay. Yeah, sometimes it's not us. Sometimes we need the adopter to take this the rest of the way and then that becomes your job to find that adopter. Right. But imagine if we didn't know what we were doing and we tell you to like squirt it with a squirt There's gun. There's this weird dog. Like, you want to make it, snack it, treat, 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 treat. You'd have a lot of dogs come back. A lot. A lot of dogs come back. Or a lot of dogs get into trouble where they bite another dog in a situation in a home where... You set them up for failure if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. And I, and you've heard me say that a million times, that I don't want to set a family mm. up for failure, and I don't want to set a dog yeah. up for failure. We don't want this to be a negative experience for anyone involved. No. 
including, including ourselves. The dog. Right. And when we have a dog return, we hate that. It's horrible. It's a, it's a, there's a failure. There's maybe it's something that I should have seen or we should there maybe there was something that once they got into the home that they did in the home that they weren't doing in yeah. our or, the, or they said they were going to do and they didn't do it and yeah. to the we detriment end up feeling of the dog. like it reflects on us and so Laura we always event- takes us personally like yeah. Yeah. very personally well because I don't want to I don't want to screw something up I right. want to you know I work really hard I think to, you have to look at our statistics of how many dogs we've placed but we're also versus, perfect all of us are perfectionist yes. and so you know, yeah. Anything less than perfect is not good. Yeah, right. There's a lot of snoring in this room. It's just one story, but it's loud. It's Bessie over here. Bessie. I just like Bessie gonna roll over and show your belly. No, she got a little ham mm-hmm. hanging out. Can you show me your belly, so Bessie? Ham for dinner over here. Okay, I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna go eat cookies. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got a little today. view of some cookies that we just Ooh, made that have googly eyes, eyes on them. They're called. What's that funny about googly eyes? That's correct. I'm gonna take you like some cookies somewhere. <laughs> All right, y'all. That's our podcast, guys. All right. Thanks, guys.